Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Journey Within Podcast. I've got a great guest on with me today, and one that I'll be, I'll be open and honest about. We're going to talk about some fishing. Um, I am heavy on the hunting side, not so much on the fishing side. But at WTA, I mean, we're we're a well-rounded machine over there. So I've got Travis Baker on, one of our senior consultants. Travis, Travis does a little bit of everything. He he's a tags consultant, has a has a great portfolio of clients that he handles for tags. Um, also does a bunch of OA bookings, which is our big game. Travis does international, and he also does a ton of fishing trips. So if there's anybody looking for just about anything, Travis is one of the guys to call in the office, and and Travis just is had a wealth of knowledge and been in the industry a long time. How are you doing today, Travis? I'm doing good, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, just because we, and before we hop into the fishing, which again, I'm going to be completely honest, right? I'm, I'm, I've am i gone fishing. Obviously, I live right on Lake Michigan. So Lake I've Michigan. gone fishing in Lake Michigan. I've right. done a little bit in Alaska, but I, I'm I'm just not the one to, to, to that point to travel and, and go fishing and so forth. And it's weird. Cause I like, I, I see Tim Harold, he's traveling to start to do fishing trips. Yep. Now, and, and it's one of those things. It's a lot easier access than hunting. Um, yep. I just haven't got into it. So I, I love to love to talk about some of the client success you've had places you've gone to and so forth, but to start, um, give us a little bit of your background. How'd you, how'd you get into hunting? I was hunting and fishing kind sure. of ingrained. Yeah. In I mean, probably like, all of us, Mark, like you, I mean, our fathers or parents or grandfather, um, you know, got us into it for me, um, on the hunting end, it was, it was my father and family members. And then on the, on the fishing end, it was, it was my grandfather for sure. Um, and I'm looking at a photo of him right now, holding a fly rod on, on a trout stream that he used to take me to. So yeah, definitely my family members are the one that, uh, you know, got me into the outdoors and I'm, I'm very thankful that they did. So it's been a, it's been a great journey. Do you have any, 
when you when you think back and look, same like same thing. I've got a picture in front of me of my daughter and I, and then yeah. my dad and I all in the field, right? Like kind of overwhelms. When you look back, are there any any memories from growing up with with being in the field with your dad or fishing fishing with your your grandfather that you remember? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. I think you know your first uh your first whitetail oh, you yeah. know growing back growing up in pennsylvania you know like michigan it's a big it's a big whitetail state so i think uh you know harvesting my first buck um with my father there right next to me is something that uh you know i'll never forget and uh yeah as as folks get older you know you just cherish those memories for sure for sure so explain yeah. explain how how you went from growing up in pennsylvania to eventually, yeah. to eventually working in in uh, Sydney, Nebraska for Cabela's Outdoor Adventure. Yeah. What, what was that like? How, how did yeah. how did you get yeah. from Pen- Pennsylvania over? Yeah. So yeah, it seems like it was yesterday, but it's uh, you know it's been it's been twenty years in the making. So I mean, yeah, growing up in in Western PA and just uh, you know into the hunting and fishing and just wanted to see what I could do to you know make a you know, livelihood out of it. And, you know, I was going to school back in, in, in the Pittsburgh area and, and got on with, uh, with another company back in, in that area, just doing, you know, just doing basically some grunt work. You know, I was, uh, just some office work. I was in still finishing up my schooling. And then once I did, I, I finished up, uh, finished up my schooling and got on as a full-time position with, with them back there and uh and then got headhunted by cabela's and um so that was back in 2005 and made the trek out to old sydney nebraska and you know never looked back i uh, had 10 wonderful years with cabela's uh with cabela's outdoor adventures uh, and tags and and then made the transition over to wta in, in 2015 and and yeah it's been uh like i said 20 years and it's been an incredible ride it's hard to believe it was 2015 already. You yeah, sit there and think like, holy smokes, where yeah. did that where did the time go? It feels like that just happened yesterday. I know, man. Oh. Yeah, it just it flies by and it's just been uh it's yeah, it's been a blessing. Got to see uh you know, a lot of the world and you know, and, and do what I love and uh you know, and, and make clients uh, dreams come true and just that's really what I live for and, and still do. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's pretty amazing we get to do what we do and call it work every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, very that's, blessed. That's the one. So I'm like, I I know you've done a ton of traveling. Like, what are some of the if you look back, what are some of the most memorable hunts and fishing trips that you've been on or locations? <sighs> yeah, that's that's a hard question. I mean, as far as the fishing, you know, some places that stand out. You know, I mean, I'm I'll always be a trout fisherman you know that'll be my first love because that's what i grew up doing so you know places like alaska uh the interior of alaska I, i've i mean geez i've been up to alaska probably a dozen times hunting and fishing but you know it's really hard to beat the rainbow trout fishing up in alaska and the salmon fishing up there um you know there's just there, there's so many rivers up there to fish and so many different places and just the raw beauty of of the last frontier is one that, you know, always stands out to me and, you know, and then another cool place, another great place that I've been to twice now is, is down to the Amazon, uh, peacock bass fishing in Brazil. Um, very popular, uh, trip for our clients and, 
I mean, as, as remote as remote gets and, and fishing for those giant peacock bass, I mean, pound for pound, just some of the hardest fighting fish you'll ever tie into. Well, this is, this is kind of getting ahead, but I, on the, on that one, cause that's one I find super amazing too, right? Like what is the, what does that trip look like? The travel from the U.S. down there, where do you go and where do you stay at? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's changed a little bit ever since COVID. I mean, it used to be, it's still pretty easy, but it used to be really easy. You would fly right from Manaus, or right from Miami, five hours to Manaus, you know, in northern Brazil. And it was a direct flight. It was beautiful. And then from there, you know, we've got a few different outfitters down there that we work with. And once you land in Manaus, I mean, it is just turnkey. You know, they meet you at the airport, whisk you through customs, take you to a five-star hotel in town. You know, you have a nice uh, dinner there that night. It's all part of the package. And then the next day, they take you over to the to the domestic airport. And it's about a one-hour flight. You know, down depending on which river you're going, down to one of the local villages, and whether you're going to fish on the on one of the big liveaboards or you'll take a float plane out to to the cabins, uh, and then spend a week there. You know, fishing several different rivers for the peacock bass, and and there's a variety of fish. You know, in those rivers, I mean, there's multiple species of peacock bass, and there's giant catfish, and I mean, just a, an assortment of, of, of fish down there. And But yeah, but ever since COVID, getting back to what I was saying, you know, it's it's changed up a little bit. Um, there still are direct flights from Florida, not every day. Uh, there's also some flights through Panama. Um, so it's gotten a little more complicated, but, you know, we're hoping that it goes back to uh, being a you know, flying down there uh, every day direct from Miami. Gotcha. Gotcha. It just looks like one of the cool and unique fishing trips that we offer. Just because it, it, it looks is. like it's so remote. It, it is. It's as remote as, you know, pretty much anyone will ever get. And, you know, but and just the cultural experience down there, Mark. I mean, you know, you get down to the to the Rio Negro, which is the main river that you're fishing and you're fishing a lot of their tributaries, but you know, the, the village of Manaus, which is right where the Rio Negro empties into the Amazon and just to see the locals down there and, you know, just how they live and how they rely on that river and, you know, it's their mode of transportation. And I mean, just, just the whole cultural experience of, of being down there is, is really you know, the highlight of the trip, in my opinion, the fishing is good, but you know, just those cultural experiences of traveling are, are amazing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, back, back to the hunting. Then we're going to talk, we're going to talk a bunch about fishing now on, on the tag side, just because you've been applied for so long, what are some of the, the cool tags that you've drawn over the years? Oh man. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I was just going through my portfolio the other day and getting all that renewed for 2024. And yeah, it just kind of shows my age a little bit once you start seeing 18 and 20 <laughs> points on your portfolio. You're like, dang, I've been applying for that long. And um, I mean, I've drawn some pretty good elk tags. I've drawn a couple of uh couple of the Alaska tags, which, you know, that's a random draw up mm -hmm. there. And, and that's a draw that people need to get into, but, you know, drew the caribou tag up there, which is a super hard tag to draw. And, 
you know, was able to harvest a really nice bull, drew the mountain goat tag uh, on Kodiak Island. Um, I drew that. I drew both those tags, actually, my first time applying. You know, just, just got super lucky in the you, random draw. You drew the caribou tag on the first first year. Yeah, Brian? that's one. Yeah. That I, listen, if there's one, <laughs> if there's one species that I've been after that I've been getting my butt kicked, it's the, it's the barren ground caribou. I mean, just yeah. sticking it to me. So I'm always I'm always hopeful when that Alaska draw comes out. Yeah, yeah. I had a streak of about three years where I just got really lucky, and I, I knew I had to take advantage because my luck is going to run out at some point, but. Yeah, but you know, to answer your question, probably the most the, the the most coveted tag I ever drew, I drew a Shiris moose tag in Colorado. Okay. And yeah, which obviously that's like drawing a, a you know a, a bighorn sheep tag. I Absolutely. Mean, the odds are super slim, and and I only had uh, I had my three weighted points in my and then so I had nine points total, I think, when I drew that tag about five years ago. So. Yeah, you know Colorado, as you know, it's it's probably the top state out west for Shires moose, and and the unit I drew is literally a four hour drive from from Sydney here, so I was able to drive there and you know spend a week and and hunt with some buddies and and yeah, we found uh, we found a pretty good bull. It was the same year I drew my mountain goat tag in Alaska, so I, I couldn't spend the whole season in Colorado looking for a, a giant moose because I had to come back home for a while before I went to Kodiak, but yeah, we were able to find a, a nice moose and yeah, he's, yeah, it was, uh, that was probably the top tag I've ever drawn so far. Hopefully there's a sheep in my future. That's why well, hopefully everybody's got a sheep in their future. Yeah. When I was out with uh limber whitetail hunting, um, where we were, we he had, uh, um, I think oh, yeah. three moose hunters in camp and that first morning oh, out yeah. there, I'm like, holy smokes, there are moose everywhere. Like no, it's like, it's, it's, like I'd never been to that part of Colorado before and, and seen yep. like we pulled into town and there was a sign that said the moose capital of the world. And I remember yep. looking at Thad, my camera guy and going, yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah. I've, I've been to Alaska. I've seen some moose. Yep. And then all of a sudden that first morning, I'm like, this is, this is the moose capital of the world right here. We are right it, here. Yeah, in the you were, of I was, yep. I was just South. You know, you were probably in Walden. I think that's where yep. that statue is. Yep. 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 I was just South of you in the next unit. Yep. And it's like, they're they're like elk almost. I mean, you'll be out there and you'll just yeah, you just start seeing moose like your elk cut. It's like what the heck? They way outnumbered the whitetail we saw. Put it that way. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. No, it, I, Limmer took uh, three great bulls with clients that week when we were in camp, and it was one like, man, I can't wait to draw this tag. And then I look up, yeah. oh, it's going to be a while. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, all right. Well, let's let's go on to fishing. So I, I before we start here. I do have to admit, there is one fishing trip that I will be going on this year um, because I'm going to be in the area filming the South American uh, Upland Slam, and I'm going to be in Uruguay, and I'm going to go for the Golden Dorado over there. Yes, good, good. Yeah, that's the one you need to do. It, You know, it's kind of similar to the, you know, to the peacock bass in Brazil. It's just uh, crazy looking, hard fighting, just beautiful fish and something that, yeah, you see a picture of one and you're like, I got to catch one of those things. Yeah, that's where the, I was talking to Brian down there. We we're playing in this. Mm-hmm. Album, and Brian's like, you, well, you're going, you gotta, you gotta go. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, but I'm going to be doing all the, all the filming over there. And he's like, I'm going to send you a link. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I clicked on the link and I'm like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do We're going to do yeah. it. We're going to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like a cross between a tarpon and a peacock bass is what I tell people, and they're just sheer muscle. Yeah. And yeah, where you're where you're going there on the on the Uruguay River, right below the dam, they they grow them big. So that, I heard. <laughs> Get that, ready. I mean, that's what everybody said. They grow them big, and that's like the the prime spot to go after Golden yeah. Dorado. So I'm like, all right, yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I'm there. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. where are, like. What are some of the other top destinations that you get guys calling in the office for to go? I know Alaska's got to be number one, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, as far as the fishing, you know, I mean, as you as you know, Mark, I mean, WTA, we're, you know, we're, we're a big game hunting company, you know, first yep. and foremost. I mean, that's that's the bulk of our business and uh, and that's the bulk of our customers. But, yeah, I mean, we, we do – uh, book quite a few fishing trips, but it seems like the the clients that call in, you know, they have the, you know, the big game, you know, hunter, you know, they're, they want to catch big stuff and, and eat it. Right. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. So Alaska is, is definitely at the top of our list as far as fishing. I mean, we work with an unbelievable um list of, of guides and lodges up there southeast alaska in particular you know for really big halibut and, and salmon fishing and the lingcod um you know great lodges up there that we work with so that's probably our most popular fishing uh destination okay all right and then i know like i've seen you do some of the um call it sail fishing you and tim yep. seem to be getting on that like if if somebody's yeah. looking for a top sailfish destination where, where's the go-to now yeah yeah that's probably our number two again but you know a big game saltwater fish i mean as far as sailfish i mean guatemala the pacific side of guatemala is is what i mean it's the sailfish capital of the world that's what they call it and, and rightfully so i mean it's just you know I don't know what it is. Um, it's just that's where all those sailfish just tend to congregate right there and, and pretty much a year-round destination. Um, we've got three or four lodges down there that we work with just because the demand is so high. And it has been for the last, I mean, really for the last 20-plus years. Um, you know, and the the guides and captains down there, I mean, they're really learning to protect that fishery i mean it's obviously all catch and release and using circle hooks you know so they're not really harming the fish um but yeah i mean you can go down there I remember the first time i went down there i think it was in 2009 i went down there to because the demand was getting so high i went down to check out two or three lodges mm -hmm. and I, fished a, I fished a day with each of them and i mean and i was on a boat all by myself and I remember by like noon on the first day, I had released, I think, almost 20 sailfish. And I was just spent. I could not, I had to go. I mean, I could not, I had to sit down, you know? So, yeah, I mean, the sailfishing up there, down there is just, I mean, it'll blow you away. Just the numbers. It's, it's a great trip and, and a great family destination, too. Um, you know, there's other activities and the lodging is top notch. So on, what does the travel look like for somebody coming from the U.S. to get down to Guatemala for anybody that's looking? 
Man, it's easy. It's easy. It's easier than going to other Central American countries, you know, like Costa Rica or Panama. I mean, there's no overnight that's required to get to Guatemala. I mean, there's multiple flights from Atlanta, Miami, Dallas. I think I flew out of Houston. I mean, it was a maybe a three-hour flight, you know, to Guatemala City. And then uh, depending on which lodge I set you up with, you know, all the ground transfers are included. So, you know, they'll have your flight itinerary and, you know, they'll pick you up right at the airport as soon as you clear customs. And it's a maybe a three hour drive down to the lodge. And, you know, you can go down there for a week. You can go down there for a long weekend. And, uh, and even on the, on the way home, you know, you can be home in the same day. Yeah, it's crazy. I was looking so, at some of the pictures online right here. All the lodges look to be um, over the yeah, top. Luxury. Yeah, they are. They are. I mean... Yeah, everyone gets, uh, you know, it's typically, you know, two guests to a room, but, you know, big guest room, private bath, and then, you know, indoor, outdoor dining, you know, pool. Um, <laughs> food is is incredible. Uh, once you get back from the marina every day, you, you know, you get off the, off the shuttle there and you're met with a cold beverage and hop in the pool and get cleaned up and have a nice meal. It's it's just makes me want to book Wait. a flight to Guatemala City right now. Yeah, it makes you want to go back. <laughs> yeah. what it does. It sounds, yeah. pretty, sounds pretty darn nice. Yeah. Since I know in Nebraska right now, you guys are about the same same as us, about zero degrees over here. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's been a cold winter. So, yeah, heading down south sounds good right about now. Now, when you went, I know you went to uh, Greenland last year and hosted a hunt over there. Did you get to do any fishing when you were there? We did. Yeah, yeah, I was over there in uh, um, yeah in 2022 in September, and yeah, we did two kinds of fishing. You know, right from the hunting camp, um, we went just out in the bay and did some uh, Atlantic cod fishing. Um, you know, out in the salt water there. But then a lot of those little streams and and lakes uh, in Greenland are are just full of the Arctic char. You know, and they'll they're running up those streams in the fall and they're in full spawning colors. And I mean, it, these lakes were just black with fish. I mean, it was just unbelievable. The amount of, of Arctic char in some of those lakes. I know Greenland's kind of that. It's kind of been that hidden gem for hunting um, for the last four or five years, right? For muskox and, and yep. reindeer caribou, that, that type of thing. Right. Now the sea duck hunting too. And it's kind of yeah. got that feel like it's going to be that that hidden gem for fishing coming up as well. If you're looking for something off the beaten path and getting into a lot yep. of fish. Yeah, absolutely. And it is off the beaten path. I mean, Greenland is super remote, but yeah, yeah. I know the one hunting outfitter we went over there with um, and we've got some great video and photo on, on the WTA website. But yeah, we can do a combo hunting and, and fishing package. And then in the summertime um you know they offer uh you know fishing only packages for for the arctic char but yeah it's a great destination nice lodging tons of fish just uh yeah i mean a cool place to go and you know you go through iceland to get there and a lot of people will spend a couple days in, in iceland touring around and yeah it's just a great uh great fishing uh, vacation I travel all over the world and into some of the most remote places known. And for all of my adventure trip insurance, it is a must that I use Global Rescue to take care of me no matter where I am. 
When you book a trip with Worldwide Trophy Adventures, be sure to ask about Global Rescue Trip Insurance. They will be there when it matters the most. You've all heard of Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, but what you might not know is that both of these brands started as small family businesses in the heart of America. I've had their catalogs around my house since as early as I can remember. My dad shopped there, and I still do today. Before most of my hunting trips, you'll know where to find me. At my local Cabela's grabbing the last minute essentials, I need to make my trip a successful one. To get prepared for your next adventure, head to Bass Pro Shops or Cabela's, your hunting and outdoor headquarters. WTA Tags is a full service licensing program available to today's sportsmen. Bottom line, they help hunters draw the very best limited entry big game tags. They offer professional consultation on where to apply and then properly complete and submit your applications to the states. Tags has the easiest, most reliable, and most complete service to assist you in drawing that tag of a lifetime. For a free tags consultation, call 1-800-755-8247 or visit them online at worldwidetrophyadventures.com slash tags. That's worldwidetrophyadventures.com slash T-A-G-S. What are, I mean, you mentioned the combo for, for guys that are looking for kind of the cast and blast. What are some of the other top cast and blast options? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, I mean, as far as, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great options out West, you know, in Montana, um, you know, for, for fly fishing, for trout, and then, you know, some upland bird hunting. Um, yeah, I mean, we've got a couple of outfitters, you know, that offer that, um, same in Alaska, uh, for the ptarmigan and, uh, and the rainbow trout and the salmon fishing in the fall. So, you know, and that's another good cast and blast option. And then, and then obviously in South America, I mean, you're talking about going down there and doing the, the Dorado fishing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the same outfitter that we're going to set you up with, um, they own um, a variety of, of wing shooting operations uh, close to, you know, to the Dorado fishing. So, you know, that can be a, a great cast and blast as well. For sure. I'm actually, I'm super looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you're a fly fishing guy. Where where are the top fly fishing destinations that you've been to? I know you've done some bone fishing down out of, down out of Florida and so forth, but like yeah. I know you've done a ton out west too. Like what are the top fly fishing out west? Yeah, you know, um, you know obviously any of those Rocky Mountain states, um, you know, we've got some lodges that we work with out there, but places like Montana, I mean Montana obviously is 
you know, is the Mecca when it comes to, when it comes to Western fly fishing and, you know, there's so many rivers out there to float fish. Um, same with Idaho, uh, Wyoming. Um, I mean, I'm thankful that I can be, you know, on one of the top trout streams in the, in the West, I can be out there in about two and a half hours and, you know, spend a weekend fishing on, you know, on the North Platte, just outside of Casper. Um, you know, again, places like, uh, you know, Alaska's got incredible fly fishing uh, for Alaska. Um, but as far as saltwater fishing, I mean, you mentioned bone fishing. And that is, I mean, that is something that if, if a fly fisherman hasn't done it, once they get into saltwater fly fishing, um, I mean, they're going to be hooked. And, you know, places like the Bahamas for really big bonefish and Belize is kind of a mixed bag fishery for, for bonefish, permit, tarpon, uh, the Yucatan Peninsula uh, in Mexico, you know, great saltwater flats fishing on a fly rod and something that can be done in the wintertime, you know, when you can't be out west fishing for trout. Now, the fly fishing ones always intrigue me. I've never, I've never fly fished before. But for for me, like my personality, it seems like when I finally make that switch and start to fish more, which is coming, right? I think it's for me, I look at it as, as I'm just so busy chasing kids around right now and hunting, like how many more things can you do at, at once? But eventually, <laughs> right. but eventually, like the kids are going to be gone and I'm going to have more free time. And as much as yeah. I, as much as I love Michigan winters, right, like there'll be a point in time to where the kids are all out of school and we'll have a little bit more freedom and, and can travel down south a little bit to get in the warm weather during during the winter. Um, that fly fishing seems to to be the next one that I'll probably I'll probably take on. Um, yeah. and, and I know like I, I've hunted down in the jungle multiple times heading back there this this um, spring, yeah, actually. Right. And I know like the guys, they've got a great add on to add a couple of days on. If you're going turkey hunting down there in the jungle to fly in a couple of days early or stay a couple yeah. of days late to do that one. And I've been yep. tempted to pull the trigger on that yep. one yep. And, and just just try it out. Yep. Yeah. For the tarpon down there, the baby tarpon in Campeche. Yeah. That's something you need to do. Yeah. Everybody that we've sent there, I've just heard they've had a great time, right? Like it's it, for me, like I'm, I'm naive to fishing. So I it, baby tarpon <laughs> seems like it's a smaller tarpon than the big tarpon, right? It is, but yeah. they're more, they're more fun. Trust me. Yeah. You don't hooking into one of those triple digit tarpon. I mean, it's fun to say you did it, but it's once you hook into one, it's a two, three, four hour deal. So, you know, catching those, uh, those baby tarpon, those kind of five to 25 pound fish, just a lot more enjoyable. And they just go berserk. I mean, they jump and they just go ballistic. It's, they're a lot of fun. Go all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, it's something that we can set up before, um, you know, before or after the oscillated turkey hunt. And uh, yeah, just a great, great add on to to the hunt. For sure. For sure. I may I may have to add a day or two on this this spring when I go down there just just to try it out again. Try, just dipping my toes in this whole fishing thing. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you don't have to fly fish for them. I mean, you know, you can you can definitely spin fish. Um you know, but the guides, you know, the guides, not just there, but, you know, all, all the fly fishing guides that I work with, um, you know, they're accustomed to taking novices and, you know, they're great instructors and, you know, they'll have you catching fish day, by day one, you know, so. And I think that's probably, that's probably a key for anybody that's listening, because I'm sure that people listen to my podcast are probably 
probably about the same, right? They may have dangled a little bit in fishing, uh, maybe not mm-hmm. on the fly fishing side, but been intrigued. And that's a that's a good point if you if you want to go and are new to it, right? Like give Travis a call. He can if you if you tell him like, hey, I'm super new to this. Where yep. would you where would you recommend I go for a good a first learning trip, right? If somebody called and asked you that, like, hey, I'm I want to get into the fly fishing. I've I've never done it before, but I want to get sure. into it, and I'm willing to go on a, on a three to four day trip, more of a learning curve, right? Yeah, get into it. Where would you recommend somebody go? Yeah, that's a great question. And I get that asked a lot. And and the first thing that I tell people is, look, you know, do yourself a favor. And if you have a local fly shop that you can go to, go get a couple of lessons, you know, mm-hmm. which, you know, any fly shop offers lessons and, and the basics going over the tackle, how to hold the rod, how to cast and and that will make your trip a lot more enjoyable but yeah i mean there are certain destinations again you know there's you know going out west um you know there's some trips out there where you know the fishing is isn't as technical as say going down to the amazon you know where you know you may have to cast a little further than you know going um out to montana um places like alaska where there are just so many fish in those rivers that's that's a good place to to kind of learn how to fly fish because literally all you have to do is just you know get your line in the water and and a fish is going to take your fly so alaska is always at the top of my list as you know a place to to start your fly fishing career and do you get um, on the on the fishing people looking to do like fishing seems more like you can do a family trip with it, right? Yeah. Hunting's so tough because a lot of times in hunting you got to separate. Where yeah. fishing you can be on this on the same boat. Like, what are some of the top um, yep. family yep. fishing destinations? Yeah, there's a lot of them, and and that's a great point, Mark. Is you know the fishing is definitely a you know a group activity. Um, it's more fun to to be with, you know, a buddy or, or your family, um, you know, when you're out on the boats. Um, but yeah, I mean, a couple places that come to mind, um, starting in the saltwater, uh, arena would be places like, um, you know, Costa Rica, um, Belize places that besides the fantastic fishing, the, the accommodations are, are five star and, and there's eco touring and, you know, if mom doesn't want to go out on the boat, you know, on certain days she can hang out on the beach or the pool and and just take advantage of, uh, you know, a lot of the non-fishing activities, snorkeling and diving in Belize. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a ton of ton to do in places like that. And then as far as, you know, the freshwater fishing would be, you know, again, up in Alaska where there's just other sightseeing and. You know, we have a lodge up there that includes uh, touring Glacier Bay National Park. And, you know, there's just a bunch of other activities that um, that you can do before or after or during the fishing trip. So, yeah, just some add on stuff that makes it a great kind of family yeah. family trip with a yeah, everyone, with something centered happy. around yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everyone's happy. And that's in. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, we're kind of the same way. Like, how many times can you go and just stay on a beach for a week, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's fine yeah. for a day, and then yeah. it, and then it's everybody's like, uh, "So, what are we going to do today?" Yeah, um, let's go. 
let's go shoot something or catch something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And on that social, <laughs> like I, on the social atmosphere of fishing, right? Like that's what I like about it. On the hunting side, like it shocks people when I tell them waterfall hunting is the fastest growing hunting sport that there is. But then you sit there and you think about it and you're like, well, if I'm whitetail hunting, okay, you may be with one other person in the blind, but it's not like you're sitting there and talking, right? You're quiet because you get you're right. making a lot of noise. Where waterfall hunting is kind of that group activity to where, you know, you can have some camaraderie when you're putting out the yeah, decoys in the blind. The blind and, and, you know, yep. somebody misses, you can rib them a little bit. And if you miss a duck, <laughs> it's not, it's like what I tell everybody, if you miss a duck, it's not the same as if I missed a 150-inch deer that came in. Right, like yeah, 150 inch deer, guys aren't going to sleep for two weeks. <laughs> if you miss the duck, you're going to get ribbed a little bit, but you're going to forget about it by the time yeah. you grab a snack out of your bag. Yeah, here comes another one. Right? Yep, yep. Yeah. And it's kind of like I tell everybody, nobody cares who shot the biggest duck. Right, we're on the on yeah. the big game side. Like you get, it's it's just different big game hunting than that waterfall. Oh and man, in the and it's that hunting the the access for people that grow up in families that don't hunt, right? Like think about if you grew up in a family that nobody hunted or fished, how, yeah. how, and how do you get into that? Now it's a lot easier to have a buddy at work or, or somebody you do something with that's like, Hey, you want to go waterfall hunting with us? And they're like, man, I've never been waterfall hunting. What do I, what do I need? And they're literally like, well, you can borrow my shotgun. I've got a pair of waders. Yeah. Bring it yeah. out and we're going to see if you like it. Versus, yeah. like, hey, you want to go deer hunting? And it's like, whoa, wait a second. Now I need a rifle. I need all that. Like, I need yeah. all this stuff. It's so much easier to go waterfall hunting. Yeah. No, yeah. Like you said, it's a group activity. And, yeah, you're in the blind talking and teaching. And, yeah, I believe that it's the fastest growing, uh, you know, well, that's, part of hunting. And yeah, it's, just, it's incredible. It's just access for the hunting site, right? Like, it's so tough yeah. to get on a deer lease. Or find, yep. or find somewhere to hunt or, or draw a tag and then go and hunt public out west or hunt public, public here in the east. Or just, there are a lot of people out there, right? Like everybody enjoys yep. getting out and going hunting. It's just access. And that's where like on the on the fishing side, um, you can see why that, that sport is so much bigger, right? It, the cost of getting into it is less and the access is more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you can do it a lot more throughout the year, um, longer yep. seasons, and it's the same yep. type of thing. If I go out for an afternoon, I don't get anything. It really doesn't really doesn't hurt, does it? Yeah, there's always tomorrow. Yep, right. yep, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's one of those like I've heard a couple of different people that I've talked with over the last couple of weeks that have started to book um, destination fishing trips to where they'll go mm -hmm. to like the Costa Rica or the Panama that you've been talking about, and they'll go fishing for three days, and then they'll do the vacation for for three days like that mm -hmm. that type of mix yep. which i think is it's turning into more of a we're not just going to go do what either the mom or the dad wants to do we can yep. we can mix it and 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 do both right everybody can have yep. a, good, a good trip yeah and most you know it seems like most lodges and 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 outfitters uh, can see that and they're they're starting to cater to you know, to both uh, the fishermen and the non-fishermen and offering, uh, you know, other activities, um, you know, to make everyone happy. So it's great. Agreed. And that's just such a big part of getting those people there. And the fishing one, like I've, I've been cruising as we've been talking here on, on the WTA website of looking at the Guatemala and the Costa Rica and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, it doesn't, it probably wouldn't take much to, to get me enticed to go on one of those. 
Heck no. Yeah. Like I'm looking at that. <laughs> like I'm looking outside. It's snowing. I think it's, <laughs> yeah. se- it's seven or eight degrees today. I look at this picture. I'm like, man, that, yeah. looked, that looked pretty nice, actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. See you in May. I'll be yeah. back in May. Yeah, exactly. For, for I'll, just, I'll just be down. Yeah. I'll just be down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's good stuff. All right. On the fishing, fishing side, as we kind of wrap up here, like what are your, what are your hidden gems for fishing destinations? Something that's hasn't been as notarized as, um, something else right now, but you can tell it's going to be an up and coming. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would say right now getting back to Greenland, um, you know, it's just kind of been under the radar for, for a while now. So I, you, I think you're going to see more from WTA, um, you know, building up some of our Greenland fishing packages, um, you know, for the Arctic char, um, you know, and then another place is going to be talking about the golden Dorado a little bit more in South America. I mean, just, you know, I mean, just a cool fish. I mean, just, I mean, I look at it and I just, uh, you know, I want to hop on a plane, but yeah, the golden Dorado fishing in, in Argentina and then, uh, and in Bolivia as well. Um, the golden Dorado fishing in Bolivia. I mean, that's, that's been on the map for, for a while now, but there's a lot of, uh, of rivers that are yet to be explored, uh, in South America, you know, for the golden Dorado. So you're going to see more, you know, more from WTA on, on that. So those are, I mean, there's a lot of places, there's a lot of remote rivers and, and places that, uh, you know, are just, I mean, the fishing is just incredible. Yeah. Well, I know some of the, some of the exciting stuff for anybody that's listening, we've, I, I've had Roger on right before Rogers, our, uh, European consultant, um, does it, does a ton of big game stuff, like all the stuff I've done in Croatia and so forth. I've got, right. let's see, I've got, I've got four trips planned to go to Europe in the next 12 months. Um, Travis, you know, Roger, I mean, he can get somebody working yeah. pretty, pretty quick and trying to get Roger <laughs> yeah. off the phone is also a tough one. If, if you're looking <laughs> yeah. to, if you're looking to talk European hunting I mean, give Roger a call and, and by the time you get off, trust me, you'll be heading to Europe somewhere, but he's, start, yeah. he's, he's kind of cool thing. He's starting to, um, now we're kind of peeling that onion back, right? He's starting to get some of those unique fishing trips in Europe. And yes. I think yes. we've added a great wing shooting consultant, Brian Hayward out of, um, Argentina. Yeah. And I yep. think like he he's starting to do that too. Like he's hit the ground running so so much on getting the wing shooting on what we've had so much demand for, and, and finally getting a lot of destinations ironed out and everything set for us. And I think as he starts to peel that onion back too, there's so many of those untouched areas down in South America that he's going to start and yes. have us provide Absolutely. a lot of things that are out there for the general public that I, I look at, and that's going to be fun watching those come out over the next couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, I mean, having Brian and Roger and basically boots on the ground in in Argentina and, you know, in, in Austria and Europe where Roger is and is just, uh, I mean, that's just, just a big advantage for us. So one of the one of the locations I'm going, I'm going after the whitetail in Finland um this year with dad and he was he's like do you want to do some fishing while you're there and i'm like well i never even never even crossed my mind and i'm like i'm like you know what maybe i will do a day or two if 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 everything goes well just to kind of add that on i'm like man that's a unique combo going to finland to go fishing and after a whitetail so what are you going to be fishing for do you even know i don't even know (laughs) i don't even know he just said hey you want to do it because it's part of what we got give me a second i'm gonna put i'll pull it up right now 
And another That's one, he awesome. was work he was working on a combo in uh, Sweden for a roe yep. deer on a on the fishing side too. And I had I, that one. Yeah, he, I think they catch some pretty big pike over there. So yeah. That's what, yeah, Northern Pike. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what he was talking about there on the, give me two seconds now. You got me, you got me going here. I'm just, he literally sent it to me two days ago. Yep. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. yeah. Now's the, now's the time I'm getting all my flights set for everything that um, I'm doing next year. Perfect. But yeah. Anybody, anybody that was listening, like um, Finland's the one spot in Europe that has free range whitetails and anybody that knows whitetails will appreciate this right it starts with a small number and they put the whitetails in in an area that don't have any predators so next thing you know the population uh went from seven deer to now they're up around i think roger said they're somewhere right around fifty thousand. it's growing every year right like it's white no tail. Kidding. You, you can't you can't stop the growth from a whitetail no yeah no yeah that's that's gonna be fun yeah no, cool one. He's like, I mean, super short hunt. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, the deer population something like you've never seen over here. And I'm like, huh, okay. Well, I can't wait to do that one. <laughs> yeah. You have to be a little selective then. Yep, that's what that means. But well, yeah. perfect. Well, thanks for your time today, Travis. This is it, like, Heck yeah, Mark. My the pleasure. fish, the fishing one. It's all I, like it's it's fun for me to talk about because it's something new. And now I know when I when I finally hook on to one of those uh, Dorados down in Uruguay. I'll shoot you a picture when I, when I'm, it looks like I'm going to be bear hugging one of those things when I, when I finally have that picture. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think you'll be catching just one. So be ready. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Well, perfect. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. All right, Mark. Thanks again. All right. Bye. Thanks for all your support and downloads. If you like this episode, please go and leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts as that always helps. Do you want to book that hunt of a lifetime? then give the team at Worldwide Trophy Adventures a call at 1-800-346-8747. Or if you want to start a tags portfolio for those limited entry tags, call 1-800-755-8247. Enjoy your journey.